Welcome into the BetUS College Football Show. And of course, today is the College Football Playoff National Championship game, Georgia, Alabama. And we've got a lot to talk about because today we're going to talk about the prop bets for the game, along with the updated lines and whatnot. We'll get to all that, but before we do, let me go ahead and introduce our experts. On the right side of your screen, we have got Kyle Hunter. You can follow him on Twitter, at KyleHunterPicks. And, of course, he is our professional award-winning handicapper. Kyle, uh, big game tonight. Of course, there is uh, much to discuss, but uh, this has been quite the buildup, hasn't it? It really has, guys. Um, and I, I don't have an official play on this game for myself or my clients or anybody, which uh, might have my you know, handicapper uh, pick seller card revoked because you know that seems like that's just against the rules to most people but uh you guys know how i am i only put it out there if i actually like it and want to bet it myself so um i do have some prop plays that i that i picked so and uh we're going to talk about those here soon and i think there's been a little bit of interesting line movement so looking forward to kind of circling back on that as well most certainly on the left side of the screen parker fleming i call him the numerical guru you can get him on twitter at stats of war uh parker I mean, you're the numbers guy. You, uh, you're the analyst. I, I still can't figure out exactly how the numbers will correlate into tonight's game uh, because I don't expect the season-long numbers to really have any kind of effect on <laughs> what we see out of these two teams. They, uh, they play each other so differently than they play everybody else. You, uh, you kind of feel the same? Yeah, so one, looking at, I mean, we'll, we'll get into this in depth, but yeah, I mean, looking at these season-long stats, it, even filtering out for garbage time, which I have, like, so often this season, Georgia has been able to get up by two or three scores in the first three or four possessions and then just sit on the brakes and not even have to try. Uh, and, and, and Alabama, similarly, in a lot of situations as well. So some of these aggregate numbers are a little bit confusing because, like, you know, Stetson Bennett might have 200 yards a game, but he hasn't needed more than 200 yards a game most times because they've been so dominant on a defense. So um, definitely interesting to see. The other wrinkle I think is fun for the, well, injuries are not fun. That was almost an unfortunate statement. <laughs> the injuries on Alabama and kind of what they've had in their red zone production and, and with Mechie out, what that looks like against Georgia in a game that they're not going to be able to run like they did against Cincinnati. Again, really hard to translate the aggregate numbers there to kind of meaningfully understand how these teams are going to attack each other. Not to mention that, you know, pace goes out the window. These guys pass and rush at different rates than they do against everyone else when they play each other. So really, really interesting angle uh, for me there is just kind of, the, like you said, these aggregate numbers um, are, are pretty noisy as to what we might expect to see this um, this evening. And now you have got that right. I think uh, we can use some of these previous games between the two. They have played each other in each of the last two seasons. And we're going to talk about some prop bets, where we think there might be mismatches, where the number might not be correct, etc. cetera. Uh, so we can go ahead and dive into that here momentarily. Let me go ahead at first, tell you all to go over to BetUS.com and sign up. Incredible sports book, tons of great deals, tons of great bonuses going on right now. Head over, BetUS. It is where the game begins. Again, Type it in your browser, betus.com. Very easy to do. And since you are already here, we've got several people watching already. Go ahead and like the video for us. It is that little thumbs up button down there. If you would so kindly do that and subscribe to the channel, uh, the content will be continuing on. So make sure that you are subscribed and that you hit that notification bell. It's going to let you know when we go live. Today, a bit of an outlier. We don't normally do Mondays, but today is the national championship game. So we've got things to talk about before the game actually kicks off. So go ahead again, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell, and jump in the comments, jump in the chat. We want to hear your thoughts, what picks you would make, what props you like, etc. Art Joseph already jumped in. He said, Parker, Gary, Kyle, thanks guys for all the info this year in college football. I never watched so much college football until this year. You guys are awesome. Hey, I like that. That sounds good. That feels good. So we certainly appreciate him jumping in, and you can jump in as well. So jump into the comments. Um... I don't know. Do we want to go over the records right quick? We, we may as well, right? Let's go on and give you an idea of what we've done thus far on the season. The overall picks this year, we've made 330 official plays. We are 165, 156, and 8. Uh, individually, which I have not even introduced myself yet. I'm your host, Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. I am sitting at 60 wins, 48 losses, and four pushes. Kyle is sitting at 45 wins and 33 losses. Parker, 60 wins, 75 losses, and four pushes. Again, overall, 165, 156, and eight. And, uh, and not too shabby. 
not too shabby. If you toss in the futures, of course, uh, we are doing even better because the future bets, that's, that's why you jump in before the season starts. You get those early preseason bets in, uh, they pay out just the same, just the same. All right, gentlemen, uh, this will be more of a roundtable discussion. We can go through a ton of different things. Uh, the prop bets are all loaded up on BetUS, and we can go through all of the updated lines as it sits. So let's go on and do that. The championship game, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern this evening. Alabama, currently a two-and-a-half-point dog, even money there. Uh, and I think it's even shifted back again since we— <laughs> Since we started the show, I just did another update, and it looks like Georgia is back out to a three-point favorite. This is going to shift numerous times. So wherever you like the number, uh, grab it as soon as you see it. I think it's Georgia minus three right now. Uh, on the graphic, total is 52.5. That is exactly where it sits right now. So I'm getting the live updates as we go. Uh, but, yes, the, the money line, if you like Alabama, plus 125. Uh, if you like Georgia, minus 145. This is an interesting, interesting matchup, as we have discussed, even just in the intros. Uh, let's start off here. Kyle, I want to start with you. I, I have several different things that I like, and a lot of them are overs as far as the offensive numbers for individual players. Uh, tell me which direction you would like to start us off with. So... Um... I'm going to start here with Slade Bolden over 42 and a half receiving yards. I figure you guys will probably like this one as well. This is my um, bet. I love this. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> I want to let Parker talk about this one too, but um, no match. means more of Slade Bolden in this game. 42 and a half yards is not very much. And I know you can go back and say, well, he didn't really um, have that many receiving yards against Cincinnati. They didn't even have to throw the ball against Cincinnati. So uh, it's going to be a different game here. I, I think the game script is going to be much different. I think it looks more like what these two teams playing against each other has looked like before than that last game did. So um, we know Bolden looked good at the beginning of that game against uh, Cincinnati, had some key catches. I think uh, they need him here. The Georgia defensive line is really elite, uh, best defensive line in the country. 42 and a half receiving yards, I think, is a good value here. Uh, I think Bryce Young's going to have a lot of pass attempts in this game. And if you think that's the case, uh, I know Jamison Williams, I think his numbers is 113 and a half or something like that receiving yards. I mean, that's a high price to pay. Not saying he won't get over it, but uh, versus taking that, I would rather take Slade Bolden over 42 and a half receiving yards. I, I'm going at it a different way, right? I, Slade is certainly a possession receiver, uh, but I'm, I'm looking at other matchups. Before I jump into those, let Parker jump in. What are, what are your thoughts on Slade Bolton? Do you think that he just takes over the Mechie role of of being the the middle of the field guy? Yeah. So this is getting real, um, you know, game theory punch counterpunch here. But basically, if you look at Alabama's target distribution in the red zone, their main guys were uh, John Mechie, who had um, uh, uh, oh, I have my number. I'm sorry, I have my screens backed up. John Mechie, who had six touchdowns in the red zone in non-garbage time this year, um, and uh, Cameron Latu had seven. So I think with Mechie out, obviously Georgia knows, hey, we are not going to let Latu beat us. Like that's the obvious kind of low-hanging fruit. And Bolden is kind of that guy who just finds himself open in weird situations. And so I, um, I, I would love a Slade Bolden touchdown prop. I don't think that 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 US has one up, and I, I probably understand why because there's a lot going on there. But in terms of yards, I mean, he has had he has hit the over on this um, a lot recently. And if you look at Arkansas, that's the game that's key for me. Three, three receptions, 49 yards. He wasn't really targeted very much in that Arkansas game, but when Alabama had to pass so much, it had so much volume. That was one of their highest passing games. Bryce Young had 500 plus yards there. Um, I think that Bolden is a guy who just kind of, as that second or third option, all he needs is you know two, two or three receptions to hit the over on that 42 and a half. So I like that a whole lot there. He uh, Slade Bolden did have five receptions for 54 yards in the first matchup. So, yeah. uh, so that would make sense. For me, it was uh, Jalil Billingsley, uh, the over for the tight end for Alabama. I took over 15 and a half. It is now up to 16 and a half. Uh, it's still sitting at minus 120. Uh, but it, Billingsley had 27 yards on two receptions last go round. Uh, he could have over 16 and a half in just one catch. He is that athletic middle of the field guy that I think they will look to exploit at putting him on some of those linebackers that aren't exactly great in coverage, but are really good at stopping the run, et cetera. You put in Billingsley, and the same can be said for Latu. Uh, the odds for Latu 
and everything just updated on me, of course. Uh, but the odds on Latu are very similar. I think it's 15 and a half for him. Uh, but it's the same idea, right? Uh, look for Alabama to exploit the middle of the field where they tend to have more uh, matchup advantages. That's the way that I'm looking at it. So I, I like Billingsley. Uh, you guys like Slade Bolden. I, I think both of them are certainly playable because I do think Georgia will focus much more on Jamison Williams. Uh, the number for Jamison is is a little lower. Um, I, I mean, it's really high. It obviously had 184 receiving yards uh, in the first matchup between them. But 113 yards, it, I, I still think he could certainly go over that even if they were to focus on him. Uh, Parker, do you kind of feel the same way there? Yeah, so uh, one stat I pulled last night was just kind of looking at the total number of touchdowns of the guys who were playing in the national championship game and then uh, kind of their average touchdown play length. And Jamison Williams' average touchdown play in non-garbage time is over 50 yards. I mean, he is he is going to score a big uh, touchdown. And um, he may not get a lot of yards, though. So that's what I'm a little bit worried about is that, like, Georgia is going to pick either – hey, we're going to you know stop the short stuff, really put them in bad situations, and if they get lucky on a big play, um, good for them. I, I don't think that's what they're going to do. I do think that they're going to do everything they can to kind of shut down the Jameson Williams over the top. And so given that he really doesn't get a lot of those kind of um, intermediate and short receptions, I'm actually leaning towards an under on that. Um, uh, but I, I, I think that that tells you a lot about how you think this game's going to go. I think that's very fun from like a matchup standpoint is – um, if you, you know, if you think that Alabama is going to hit the deep threat, I, I would go over, uh, because I think that he'll, he'll, he'll do that. If you don't think that he is they're they're going to hit the deep threat. I think those targets might go elsewhere. And so that's kind of a nice, a nice under there. Um, but with his average TV play being so long, I'm just not sure that he can get enough yards sustainably to re uh, replicate that again, given, you know, most of his yards in the first matchup. Uh, what 143? I think um, uh, most of his yards. Talking about Jameson Williams, uh, 184. Yes. 184. Yeah. I had 184. You know, two two out of three numbers correct. <laughs> uh, but 184 there. Uh, again, a lot of that was because Georgia said Mechie's not going to beat us, um, and 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 you know they Alabama was able to find Williams. So again, I'm a little bit worried about that counter punch, and so I think that this this number is a little too high for me. Uh, Kyle, let's talk about Stetson Bennett right quick. There are a lot of different numbers on Stetson Bennett, the Georgia quarterback. Uh, I will go ahead and tell you, I have two plays right now. I've got over 249 and a half passing yards because I believe Georgia will have to pass uh, in order to win this game. And I've got over one and a half interceptions. Now, to go over the passing yards is minus 120. To go over the interceptions is minus 125. Basically, if he throws a pick, you win your bet there. I, I've already played both of those. Uh, the number has not moved at, at, at either one of those, I don't believe. I take that back. The over 249, I took it minus 115. It's now minus 120. Uh, he passed for 340 in the first game. He's going to have to throw the football in this game. They're going to have to find some uh, some mismatches. And, of course, I mean, Brock Bowers is their big play guy. Uh, do you kind of feel the same way? Is, this, is Georgia going to have to go at this thinking they are going to need to score points here? Yeah, uh, you scared me there for a minute, Gary. You said uh, over one and a half interceptions. Over half. Over half an interception for Stetson Bennett, Gary. I have to bet that. I mean, that that's something um, I already bet that, and I was I was hoping it wasn't one and a half because I didn't want people to get that much worse of a line. But um, over half an interception at minus 125 for Stetson Bennett. If you think they're going to have to throw as much as what I think all of us uh, think here, you have to bet something like this. If I lose, I lose. It's fine. Uh, this is definitely one of my favorites. Um, Alabama ranks as the top run defense in the country. Uh, th this is an Alabama team that it's really unlikely that Georgia's gonna, just going to be able to run it down their throat. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. So uh, it makes Georgia far more aggressive than what we've seen them throughout the course of the season. In fact, Parker was just talking about this. You know, usually we've seen Stetson Bennett in this role of they're up by 21 points and, you know, maybe he completes one or two passes on the drive, but they run the ball and, you know, throw a couple swing passes or something like that. I don't think that's how this game's going to look. So, um, and it starts against Alabama in these last two two games. He's thrown five interceptions. Realize that's a small sample size, but, I mean, he's had some pretty bad decisions in those games. Um, I, I like over half an interception quite a bit. And as far as the, the passing yards, Gary, I haven't bet that one, but I do think that is a good play. Uh, you know, based on the game script, like I say, you know, um, 
uh, Georgia wants to run if they can, but I, I don't think that they're just going to continuously run into a brick wall and get, you know, one or two yards if it's not working. So uh, I, I do think that Bennett will uh, attempt a lot of passes in this game, and with volume comes more chances for, for yards. So I like both of those, but over half an interception, I, I think it's one of the best plays on the board. Oh, most certainly. Uh, we do have a question in uh, well, first, Xavier Daniels jumped in, said, notice the money coming in on Georgia today. Yeah, it was two and a half early this morning. It is updated out to Georgia minus three at this point. Uh, we shall see. I, I think it's going to go back and forth because as soon as it hits three, uh, there's been several bookmakers that have have stated once it hits three, it's been coming back to Alabama. They shift it to two and a half. Money comes in on Georgia. It's just back and forth, back and forth as we go. Uh, Art jumps in and said, uh, guys, who do you like in the first half? Well, the first half line here is Georgia favored by half a point, uh, juiced at minus 120. If you like Alabama in the first half, they are plus half a point, and it's even money. In this situation, I'm staying away from it because Georgia has led in four of the last five against Alabama early in the game. Now, Georgia jumped out to a 10 to nothing lead in the first quarter. last. Well, early in the second quarter, excuse me. Uh, in the SEC championship game, and Alabama came back and scored 24 points in the second quarter. I, I'm i going to stay away from the halftime bet on this one. I don't have a feel for how it's going to go early. Uh, I just feel like there's going to be more points. Uh, the total here is 26. Kyle, tell me about this total for uh, for the first half. 26 kind of seems like a lot, but they scored 41 in the first half uh, just a month ago, and last year, these two played in Tuscaloosa, and they scored 44 in the first half. So maybe 26 is is a little low. Uh, is is that the way that you would read it? Yeah, I like the first half over here, and this is going to be one of those pizza money bets for me, uh, something for myself and the kids to root for here. Uh, because, I mean, they, they've scored, uh, the least they've scored in the last three games uh, between each other is 35 points in the first half. And both of these teams have really good defensive minds, so you can see adjustments at halftime that it tends to be that the defense might look a bit better in the second half. I, I th would think that's the way I would look again is the first half going over the total. Maybe even if you get a really high scoring uh, start of the game, maybe you can bet a live under or something like that because I don't think um, – I don't think any of us think that this is going to be some ridiculous shootout, you know, extremely high scoring game. But I do think over 26 in the first half is a good bet here. Most certainly. Parker, James Cook, the running back for Georgia. I I have taken over 20 and a half receiving yards. I actually think that's been updated now. It's all the way out to 23 and a half receiving yards. You look in the last couple of games, they have started to use James Cook more as a bit of a slot guy. They've run him out on some wheel routes. They found him matched up against linebackers. I talked about the two massive plays that he had against Michigan, uh, but he's had four receptions against Alabama and against Michigan. I, I think that they are using him in a different method now, a different way. I, 23 and a half seemed like a pretty good, pretty good number to you. Yeah, I mean, you, you think about what he's done this season in terms of like yards per target. And again, aggregate numbers aren't, you know, aren't excellent. But on the on the season, you know, he's got 28 targets and um, he's got, uh, you know, about 260 yards, averaging about 10.4. And with his increased usage, if you kind of look at what they've done the last couple of weeks, um, I mean, he's he's been um, over uh in terms of targets, he's had five against Alabama and four against Michigan, and that was garbage time. Um, again, if Alabama does do a lot to kind of contest Brock Bowers, uh, that really frees up James Cook, uh, especially in that kind of swing role, uh, you know, from the slot to do some interesting stuff. So, uh, I, I again, I think that this is going to be a high-volume offense game, and I do think that um, Cook there – will get a lot of the targets, especially because Alabama's attention is going to be so focused on one George Pickens, but two, um, Probably two Bowers. having Bowers in the middle. Yeah. 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 So, um, I, I think he can sneak through and again, 24, uh, you know, you look at, you look at the first couple of drives and how Georgia kind of got that lead in the first game. There was a, an 18 yard run by cook, but then there was a 37 yard pass, a 22 yard pass. And I think a, another 30 something yard pass early on Georgia really didn't have those big plays later in the game. I think in the second half, they didn't have a big pass. Um, they had, they had one, they had a, a one thirty-one yard big pass in the second half. But other than that, they really got to shut down. And so um, I, I think that all cook needs is one big play to get the over here or, you know, three or four check down dumps where he, he you know, he, 
he rumbles and stumbles for for six or seven yards. So um, I I like this one quite a bit. I have this one circled. This is this one was the next uh, highest for me behind the Stetson Bennett interception prop. I was I, I wanted the James Cook receiving one for sure. Most certainly, Kyle, the other running back for Georgia, Zamir White, uh, fifty and a half rushing yards for him. James Cook, they've got forty three and a half rushing yards. Uh, you know, it, the, it's juiced at minus 120 to go over on both of these. Uh, take that back. The James Cook one is minus 115. The Zamir White is minus, uh, and it just updated. So, minus 115. Sorry. <laughs> I love getting these live updates as we're doing it. Uh, both of these guys, James Cook ran 11 times for 38 yards against Bama, and Zamir White ran 7 times for 27 yards against Alabama. Uh, are these numbers maybe a little high to you, or or do you think they're going to have more of an emphasis on running the game or running the uh, the ball in this game? I mean, I, I think they want to run the ball. I just don't know that they'll have a lot of success here. So I, I would lean to the unders in these definitely. And and um, honestly, I kind of feel you know, a lot of times there's value uh, betting unders in these player props and big games. So I hate that we have so many overs, but you know the way the game script we think is going to go, especially the passing game. I do think there is some value on the overs. Uh, I think I would take Zamir White under 50 and a half rushing yards as my favorite of those. Now, that, none of those are ones that I've bet yet. So, uh, you know, nothing that, that I've put my own money on at this point. But I think under 50 and a half rushing yards makes some sense. And uh, Gary, if I can ask you a question here real quick yeah. about Alabama, too. What do you think the split looks like um, for Alabama's running backs as far as how many carries uh, for Robinson Jr. and then uh, Sanders? Uh, I'm just kind of wondering, you know, how many uh, I'm kind of looking at Sanders under uh, just because I wonder if with Robinson Jr. Uh, being so much healthier than what he has been and playing so well last game. Uh, I wonder how many carries uh, you think Sanders would get in a game like this. I don't think Sanders is going to get a lot of carries. It's it's typically been uh, 75, 25, somewhere around there. Obviously, Trey Sanders, five star running back coming out uh, as a recruit, but uh, had a knee injury in his first season and then was in a car wreck in his second season. So he had to miss two straight years. He's healthy this year, but he's not really the same guy. Uh, you can tell a big difference, especially in pass protection. I, I think the biggest difference, you you will see a ton more snaps from Ryan Robinson, but it, it'll be still a 70-30, 75-25 split. Uh, as it sits right now, let's see. I'm pulling it up as we speak. Uh, Brian Robinson, uh, let's see, over two and a half receptions, over 68 and a half rushing yards. Uh, Trey Sanders, 20 and a half rushing yards. The issue is if you get another 41 to, to 24 kind of game, sure. then Trey Sanders will be the guy uh, that, that gets a lot of these rushes towards the end of the game, right? Uh, Trey in the last game had six carries for 21 yards. And that was all, you know, garbage time drive that, that led down and got him that field goal when they were up 38 to 24. Uh, so he went over in the last one. You could certainly see it again. Uh, I wouldn't play it because I, I would be scared of, you know, we've talked about this. A a close game favors Georgia. A, you know, a, we see more ways for Alabama to be able to win this going away. If they do that, uh, Trey Sanders is going to get more touches. So personally, I would stay away from it. Um, let, hey, let's talk about the Brian Robinson number. It's not a number that I liked. Uh 74 and a half rushing yards yesterday. It's down to 72 and a half. Uh, it is recently updated at 68 and a half. It, it keeps going down, but I think it should go down, right? Um, he wasn't fully healthy the last go round. He had 55 yards on 16 carries. Uh, it's 3.4 clip, but the biggest damage that Alabama was able to do on the ground was getting Bryce Young out in scrambles and, and whatnot. Uh, Parker, on, on your side, should should anybody be that worried about Brian Robinson breaking out a, a long run after what they saw in the last uh, in the last game against Cincinnati? I'm I'm gonna say something that's controversial, and I, I apologize for stirring the pot here. Um, Georgia is not Cincinnati, uh, and and especially on defense, <laughs> right? Like Georgia is not gonna run a three three stack. Georgia is not gonna have a couple weak links up front, despite the fact that they're you know they're good players, whatever. They're they're weak links relatively in the scale of you know national competition. Um, and I, I think that we, um, the, the Robinson rushing effort against Cincinnati is a great example of a, a principle that we kind of apply when we like filter out garbage time. It doesn't necessarily matter that against, uh, Cincinnati, Brian Robinson had, 
like the fact of the matter is he, he, he rushed well. It doesn't matter that he had, you know, 27 carries, 204 yards, average 7.8, whatever. Like that, that specific number doesn't matter. And you shouldn't let that inflate your perception of what he's going to be able, going to be able to do. Certainly he's been healthier. Certainly. Um, uh, I, I think that Alabama wants to get him the ball, but given, you know, Georgia's strength on defense is absolutely up front. Um, I think that the best that Alabama will be able to do is, is rush enough to make Georgia have to think about it and then try and exploit kind of the corners and the edge. So I don't love any Robinson number. Um, I, I think I'm trying to remember what it was last week, but I, I think at one point I had seen in the, in the eighties, the, you know, it gets into the seventies and the sixties. I'm reluctant to take an over, but I don't love an under there. I feel like I'm Kyle right there. It's talking, <laughs> talking about totals and those numbers of like, ah, eh, it's not great. Um, but yeah, so, so I don't, I don't love either number here just because I think schematically Brian Robinson's success doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense. Uh, in yeah. this game. Yeah. against the, uh, against that front seven for sure. Kyle, I want to ask you about Bryce Young. 309 and a half passing yards. Uh, I'm, I went ahead and put down for an over. I put a little pizza money on that. Uh, in the last game, he threw for 421 yards against Georgia. Uh, if Alabama is going to win or or even be in a position to do so, I think he's going to have to have over 309 passing yards. So that is the whole reason why I, I took that bet. It's minus 120 to go over, minus 110 to go under. Uh, does this look like uh, the kind of game script that you that you would look forward to uh, in, in this matchup? Yeah, and I, I will say I did bet a little bit on Robinson Jr. under 74 and a half, but I didn't really want to, you know, 68 and a half has gotten low enough yeah, that, it's I, really that low. I hate to, you know, that, that six yard difference could make a, a huge difference, obviously. Um, Gary, I'm going to take uh, Bryce Young passing and rushing yards over 323 and a half in this one. Um, I think over 309 and a half is a good play, but I also think that um, Young rushing for a decent amount of yards here would not surprise me at all. So if you're going to add in only 14 yards and the juice is minus 115 on the over here, I'm going to take the combination at over 323 and a half. I do think Young throws the ball a lot here. I think they can get some big plays on the Georgia secondary. And, um, you know, like I said, I think that uh, Bryce Young having some big plays in the running game wouldn't surprise me at all, especially because I don't expect Bama to have a lot of success just running the ball with the running backs up the middle. So um, I, I like the combination here over 323 and a half. I, uh, I do as well. I mean, obviously he had three carries for 40 yards in that first game. I kind of expect Georgia to try and push him out of the pocket like they did in the first game. I think you'll see a lot more blitzes, a lot more uh, – just stuff that would make him a little more uncomfortable. And in the past, you know, month or so of the season, he got a lot more comfortable getting out of that pocket and going and getting yards. Uh, only 14 more yards. Uh, absolutely, I would take that. Uh, we do have a prop that just popped up. It looks like the player to score the first touchdown in the game. Uh, and it's, it's plus money for basically everybody. Does anybody have a feel on who they think might be the first to score a touchdown? Now, this is all coin flip kind of stuff, but... Uh, but you know, Kyle, do you have a do you have an idea on this one? Um, you know, it's it's always tempting to think if if you think Georgia's going to score, Bowers is tempting, but plus seven hundred is not a not a huge number. Um, I think Parker and I would probably both like Slade Bolden plus eleven hundred here. I mean, that that's a pretty big plus number. So, uh, you know, you you give me a player to score first touchdown. I don't like taking the favorite. I don't like taking a you know plus six hundred on Williams or plus six fifty on uh James or on uh Brian Robinson Jr. that much. Uh, plus eleven hundred Slade Bolden. I haven't thought this one through too much because this one did just kind of come up. But uh, I I would lean towards Slade Bolden or possibly Bowers here. Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't have any uh, detailed thoughts on this one. Parker, uh, the numbers on here, Slade Bolden plus 1,100. Uh, Ja'Cory Brooks for Alabama plus 1,600. Billingsley is plus 2,000. Cameron Latu plus 2,500. Uh, everybody for Georgia is plus 2,000 or lower. So Brock Bowers plus 700. James Cook, 700. Samir White, 850. And Pickens is 1,000. Uh, again, this is all coin flip type stuff. But... You know, if you were to play something like that, where would you put your money? Yeah, so so just kind of talking about the way I would think about this a little bit is one, um, Georgia is technically the away team, I think, and so they'll yes. be throwing the uh, they'll be calling the toss. Georgia has won the toss a lot, of course. That's fifty fifty. It doesn't really matter, but um, you, you just kind of think about like who's going to get the ball first, and 
given that Georgia has kind of gotten out to hot starts, one against Alabama and then kind of all season with their offense. Um, I do think that the best bet for a first touchdown is going to be a big play by Georgia, um, especially because Alabama might have some issues on offense with, you know, like especially on script kind of early on, I'll be interested to see what Alabama comes out with. But I do think that big play is really your kind of number. So you start looking at touchdown plays and kind of length again, Jermaine Burton, 42 yards uh, average long touchdown there for, for Georgia is a good option just because he's been a really, really big um, deep threat for them. And then also uh, I could, uh, uh, excuse me, George Pickens at a thousand there, I think is good. Just again, if you're thinking about long, big busted play, I, I, I'm thinking about the passing game. I'm thinking also about, you know, Kirby smart, wanting Georgia to be loose, wanting Stetson Bennett to have some confidence early on. I really think that Georgia's ideal scenario is their first couple of drives. One of their first couple of drives, they hit a big kind of touchdown home run passing play. And so that's where I'd put my money as on the guy who's going to catch that, which would be, you know, one of the three of, of Pickens, Burton, McConkie, and and I would be inclined to put money on Burton. He's got such long average touchdown depth or length. That that certainly would make sense. Uh, we got a question in the chat here. Xavier Daniels uh, said, I, "I feel like Bama's team total is kind of low. The first half team total for Alabama is twelve and a half. For the full game, it is twenty four and a half over at BetUS. I I do think that the first half team total. I, I mean, all you need is two touchdowns to break that." Uh, or two field goals and a touchdown. I mean, it, we're we're not talking anything crazy. And Kyle, the way that you talked earlier about these two teams coming out hot and then they go in, they make defensive adjustments, and you're not as likely to get as many points after the half. I think that kind of plays into this, right? Uh, e- even if you don't like the full team total of 24 and a half, you gotta like the the 12 and a half for Alabama in the first half to go over. And maybe the same with Georgia. It's 13 and a half in the first half for them. I do. I, I kind of like both of those team totals. Um, obviously, if you like uh, there to be a high-scoring first half in general, uh, you know, really, you're not asking a lot from either of those teams. For Georgia, you're asking two touchdowns. For Bama, like you said, it could even be uh, two field goals and a touchdown. I, I think both of those are pretty good plays, honestly. Uh, we saw Bama put up 24 points in a quarter uh, last time, and would it stun us if they have, uh, you know, a couple quick big touchdowns? I don't. It wouldn't surprise me at all. So. Um, you know, the Georgia defense is very good, but Bama's been able to expose them in the past, and it wouldn't surprise me if they do it again. So, um, yeah, I think I like both of those team totals over in the first half. Parker, uh, Ja'Cory Brooks has kind of been the guy that's that's taken over after Mechie, right? Uh, he hasn't taken over the middle of the field, but against Cincinnati, Jamison Williams kind of became the possession guy, and Ja'Cory Brooks was able to get a, a lot of touches. Uh, his receptions... And I know we're bouncing all over the place right now, but I just noticed that his uh, his receptions total is sitting at three and a half to go over is minus 105. Uh, Ja'Cory Brooks, you know, freshman out of Miami, he he's a deep play threat, but he's also, uh, he caught the long touchdown against Cincinnati. He caught the long touchdown that tied the game against Auburn. Uh, three and a half receptions, I, I could certainly see that happening. His uh, yardage is 48 and a half. Uh, to go over is minus 120, to go under minus 110. Uh, how do you feel about Ja'Cory Brooks in this game? Yeah, so, I mean, he, he has 16 targets on the season. He hasn't seen a lot of action, so it's really hard to, to forecast there. Um, again, I think this is a bet about what you believe about what Alabama will be able to do. If Alabama wins this game in a similar fashion to the SEC championship game, um, Ja'Cory Brooks will go over. So you can uh, kind of pair that a little bit, I think. Um, and I, I might even... Looking at his total receiving yards, I, I might even like the over on the receiving yards and the under on receptions. Like, he kind of gets stifled, but he hits one stupid big play. I feel like it's probably the most likely scenario there. And so that, to me, feels uh, like a little bit better of a bet to, to couple those together. Because, again, you can kind of account for the style and for what Georgia might do. Um, looking at his depth of target, uh, you know, he... He, so far this season, again, only 16 targets, has been like 12.3. John Mechie was more like 8.8 yards uh, depth of target. And so, again, with with so few and the usage being different, uh, it's hard to make super meaningful comparisons. But it doesn't feel like they've just plugged uh, Ja'Cory Books into what they did with John Mechie. Obviously, they got to change things around. Um, and so that alone makes me a little bit skeptical on his targets, even if, again, I do I do like his yards just because of his big play proclivity. I think that his average touchdown 
uh, oh, I don't have it because he didn't have enough. He didn't qualify. I didn't pull it because he only yeah. had one, I think, in in uh, in the last couple of games. So um, again, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to substitute in exactly for Mechie. And so I don't know if he'll get a ton of volume, even if I do like him to break a big play, which is that over receiving yards bet. Yeah, the three and a half there uh, against Auburn. Ja'Cory Brooks had two receptions for 49 yards. Against Georgia, he had one reception for nine yards. And then against Cincinnati, four receptions for 66 yards. He had a touchdown against Auburn, touchdown against Cincinnati. Uh, The difference there being, basically what they did against Cincinnati is they let Jamison Williams be uh, the the middle-of-the-field guy. He drew the most attention. They let him be the possession guy. And then they let Ja'Cory Brooks go out on that one deep pass. I feel like they only threw one deep pass the entire ball game, uh, and it's the one they hit in the corner of the end zone to Ja'Cory Brooks. Uh, it's almost like they switch roles, right, whenever he and Jamison are on the field at the same time. Again, we said it earlier, uh, I feel strongly about the Alabama tight ends in this game. I think that's where the mismatch is for them. But, uh, but yeah, so let's, let's talk about some of these other prop bets. You get under all the player props, you can get to – you know, will there be a score in the first six minutes? Who will be the first to score? Who will win the coin toss, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, one of them that I do like, Kyle, I'll, I'll ask you about this. The first score of the game. Now, I took a field goal at plus 125, and that is now out to plus 150 for a field goal. I, I, I find that kind of strange because both of these teams are totally fine with just taking points. Uh, once you get down the field, they now both of them obviously are capable of scoring touchdowns, but if you can get a defensive stop, which both of these guys are fully capable of doing, a plus one fifty, you feel like that's value. I'm I'm neutral on this one. I you know just because I do think they they have big play potential on offense. Um, Gary, I'm usually betting one of these uh, no score in the first six minutes, but I kind of think that you know that worries me with the first half over and. And uh, the potential of some big plays from either team. Uh, Bowers has potential. Plenty of the the guys on Georgia have potential there. And we know Bama has big play potential. Um, I, I think, you know, uh, first score of the game field goal is not a bad play. I just, I, I'm not going to bet that one myself. So I'm, I'm going to stay neutral on that one. Totally. Doesn't totally that one. Sense. Yeah, go ahead, Parker. <laughs> aren't you betting first put, fourth score of the game is a field goal if you think Georgia's getting the ball first? Yes and no, uh, because I, I mean, do, you could do this a million ways, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I look at it this way. I, I think that both of these, de- like both of these teams can get down the field. Uh, the first score of the last game was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that a Georgia field goal? Um, but I, I look at it like that. Yeah, it was. Uh, Georgia was up three to nothing in the first quarter. I, I look at it as both of them understand that you are going to have to score points. I don't think that means that you're going to have to go for it on every fourth down. Right. Uh, They're both analytically smart, both coaching staffs, but they also understand, look, we're going to have to score points if I get in a position of fourth and seven at the the 25 or somewhere around there. Take the field goal. I I think they will be perfectly fine with scoring uh, however they can early and where I think it's a coin flip. It should be. be 50 50 uh instead i'm getting plus 150 odds on it i mean i'll take that so i I bet the plus 125 thinking that i might have gotten a little bit of value because i expected it to be juiced at at minus 110 uh but instead plus 125 and now at plus 150 i i feel pretty decent about that being an option uh i don't think that this is lane kiffin we're talking about where we're going to go for every fourth down and and all that right so uh another one that i wanted to bring up Shortest drive time to score a touchdown. Both of these teams are minus 115. Uh, You look in the first matchup, Alabama had a 44-second drive. Georgia had a 1-minute and 22-second drive and a 2-minute and 17-second drive. Alabama also had another drive that I think was a minute 27 or a minute 20, somewhere around there. So they they can both score quickly, even against these uh, really juggernaut defenses. Is there value on Alabama because they are the more explosive team? Uh, Kyle, let's start off with you on this one. Yeah, I think I would bet Alabama here. I do think both of these teams have the potential for quick play, um, uh, quick drives. 
but minus 115 on each side, I would definitely be wanting to side with Alabama if I was taking something here. I think there's um, more potential with as good of a quarterback as Bryce Young to have the huge play than there is with Stetson Bennett. Um, you know, you can make the argument that Bama's secondary is a bit, um, you know, it's at least a relative weakness compared to the, the front seven. So, um, Georgia could get a big play and it wouldn't surprise me, but I, I think the odds would favor Alabama. I'm curious to see Parker's thoughts on this one too. Mine is, mine is just simply based on the ratio of rushing to passing. I mean, we know that Georgia is rushing on early downs a whole lot more than Alabama, and Alabama is passing a whole lot more. So Georgia, 55.7 rush rate on early downs, Alabama, 47.5. Um, and so just by the nature of how their teams function, one team is going to be stopping the clock a lot, and one team is going to be running the ball a lot. So last time they played, Georgia had uh, one one of their touchdown drives was under two minutes and three of Alabama's were, I think. So um, yeah. I, I think that just the way that the game of football works, not a, let alone that Alabama is the more explosive team, the way the game of football works and the clock rules, I think that Alabama will be stopping the clock a lot more on offense. And uh, so I think that's smart. Definitely, definitely made sense to me. Um, yeah, Alabama had uh, a minute 50 drive, a minute 17, a minute 40. Um, da, 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 da. they also had a five minute and 13 second drive, but they yeah. also had a 44 second drive as well. Uh, so yeah, I think the more explosive team that, that tends to favor Alabama there. Uh, let's, let's kind of take this one, you know, around the, uh, around the, the round table here, I guess. Kyle, uh, is there any prop bet that I have not hit on that, uh, that you see value in? Well, I want to ask you guys about one here quickly um you know the ones that i like the most we've talked about already and gary i had in my notes um you know at the end of my notes i put gary do you like billingsley over i figured gary was going to give billingsley over and it's funny because gary that was the first one he mentioned so i didn't have to wait long to to know about that one but um i think we've worked together enough that i knew that that was coming uh <laughs> i guess what i'm wondering is do you guys think the largest lead of the game over or under 14 and a half points uh, i think those are fascinating bets because you know, if it had been under 14, I think you would have to bet over. But at 14 and a half, what do you do? I, I, I don't know how to bet that one. I'm just kind of curious your guys' thoughts. I I would like the under 14 and a half in this one. I don't think Georgia lets it get away as easily as they did in the first one, right? It, it, they almost look shell-shocked uh, in that first game. I don't think that Georgia can pull away from Alabama. I do think Alabama can pull away from Georgia. So my play on it would be under, I don't like it though, because I, I certainly think, you know, Bama could be up by 10 and hit a long touchdown that gets up to 17, much like it did in the first one. Uh, Parker, you got a feel on it? I, okay, I'll be serious first. Um, I, I do like the over, I like big swings. A lot of times when these two games play, or excuse me, when these two teams play, it feels like a um, college basketball game where, you know, basketball is a game of runs and it feels like it is just this crazy back and forth. Um, I will say I would actually bet this if I could get a uh, JT Daniels over 0 0.5 touchdowns um, in this game. Because that's the game script, right? That's it. That's the hero moment that happens every time in the, in the uh, championship game. So um, uh, ser seriously, though, I actually I, I, I do like this. I think there's big swings. I think that one would be fine. Um, the other way I might go about this is like, I don't know if you were planning on talking about this, and I don't want to segue us out of this too soon, but like Alabama minus seven and a half alt line. Again, the narrative is either either Georgia's wins close or Alabama wins big. I am tempted by Alabama minus seven and a half to kind of put money where my mouth is and say like, yeah, I think that if Alabama wins, they're going to win big. Uh, so where, what is the, uh, what are the odds on that? Like what are the plus so odds? So I have Alabama, minus, Alabama seven minus seven and a half right here on BetUS. I just hit refresh plus 250. Now that's interesting. Uh, there was another prop that, uh, that I had written down. Alabama to win by six or more was only plus 160. And with the money line sitting at, you know, plus 125 right now. Uh, it didn't feel like that math added up. So, so I wasn't going to play yeah. that. But, uh, but minus seven and a half at plus 250. That's very interesting. Um, you hate that it's off of that key number. Uh, Kyle, yeah. which, which way do you yeah. like on that? Is, is plus 250 enough value there? You know, um, I, I, 
I think like I said uh, last time we talked about this, I, I just the slightest of leans toward Georgia winning this game, uh, partially because Alabama has so many injuries, and I think that could could hurt them quite a bit in this game. But I do agree with you guys that Bama has the potential to pull away in a game like this, I think, more than Georgia does. Um, you know, what did you say it was? Plus two? Plus two fifty. Plus two plus two fifty at minus seven. That, that is tempting. That's that's definitely tempting. Um, yeah, two fifty. I don't hate that. You know, I, I think that that's, you know, you got a team that's that's plus one twenty five on the money line, uh, plus two fifty for a team that is as explosive as they are. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. I I would like an alt um, over as well, probably if you think this could be a higher scoring game. I don't hate an alt. Uh, over at you know over 56 and a half or something like that so that that's another one that I would consider um, in a game like this but you know like Gary said you you sit there and you think man I'd really love to have if I'm taking Alabama I'd love to have minus seven but of course you can't get minus seven or else it wouldn't be anything like uh, plus 250. Uh, most yeah. certainly uh, Al jumped in on the chat he said two things I can't overlook he said Saban is 24 and 0 against assistant coaches and he has two NFL head coaches as coordinators uh, Saban is 24 and one against assistant coaches, uh, or it may be 25 and one at this point. Yeah, because he beat Kirby. Uh, that's a number from before they lost to Texas A&M. So that that whole uh, charade, that whole thing has been split. Like we, we don't have to worry about the uh, the magic of saving against assistant coaches anymore uh, because that has been done this season. Um, David Cole jumps in. Uh, sorry, Art jumps in. Alabama. They might lose the first half. Uh, but I have a really good feeling they will come back and win. That's kind of been the name of the game against Georgia for the last however many times they have played them since Kirby has been there. 2017, 2018, 2020. Uh, earlier in the year, it was 10 to nothing. So that's kind of the way that it goes. Alabama did win the first half in the first matchup this year. But in the past, it has certainly been Georgia handling the first half and then Alabama coming back in the second half. Uh, David Cole said, uh, it's all about how well the offensive line holds up. Yes, there is still no news, by the way, guys, about Emil Ikior and uh, Chris Owens for Alabama. I have no idea. I guess they're expected to play at this point, but none of the injury reports that uh, that people have put out, none of the news that's got, nobody's talking about it. Is this kind of strange? Parker, is this weird or is this just gamesmanship? I'm inclined to believe that no news is bad news. It's, if you're it, an Alabama fan. Yes. Because uh, why would I reveal any information about um, why would I confirm that these guys aren't playing? So if there's any non-zero chance that they're going to play, I think I would say that they're going to play. I, I don't know. But uh, I'm not Nick Saban, obviously, for, for many reasons. Um, and again, in college football, like you don't have to you don't have to reveal anything. So, again, I just don't think there's any I'm not sure there's a strategic advantage in Saban's mind to confidently saying one way or the other. The other thing might be like. Looking at the nature of some of those guys' injuries, not a medical doctor, not not diagnosing, just saying a lot of times it's like, hey, man, how did you feel after a week of practice on Monday morning? Like, we can't really know. Is it going to be like locked up and sore? Did we rehab it enough for you to play? Can we can we deal with pain management or whatever? So um, a lot of that is fluid. And, and again, there's just not a huge advantage for revealing that if you don't have to. Um, but I am inclined to think that uh, no, no news is, is bad news. There is a, a prop about whether or not there will be a defensive or special teams touchdown. Yes is plus 160, no minus 270. Uh, Kyle, we did have one in, in the first game. However, neither one of these teams has really done a lot of defensive touchdowns. You might get a scoop and score here and there, but it is not an overwhelming majority. And in the special teams units, there's not been a lot of kick returns for touchdowns, et cetera, between the two teams. We've seen flashes of it here and there. Uh, plus 160 for yes. I don't know that that's enough value for me to take that. How do you feel there? No, I definitely couldn't take yes. Uh, the only thing that makes me concerned a bit about no is Stetson Bennett does have some turnover issues against Bama. And, I, you know, if we think that he's going to um, throw a pick, could it be a pick six? Yeah, it could. Um, but but the odds aren't good enough to take yes there. I, I just don't think a yes is a plus expected value bet over the long term there. So uh, I know some of the people that like to take something like that or take a safety or something like that. Those are those are usually the bets that you know the the professionals that do really good with props in the long run are taking no on things like that. And you know um, even though it's fun to take this big plus money uh, price, it's not going to come in that often. And in this case, plus money is not really that big of a number. 
Yeah, I was surprised it was only plus 160. Uh, Parker, do you see any advantage there? Do you think that that's a, a way that these two teams can kind of take advantage of the other? Well, I mean, I again, what I've said about this SEC championship game, not to make too much out of one data point, is that, like, if if Stetson Bennett does, I mean, if if they tackle um, uh, battle and he doesn't return that for for a touchdown, I mean, Georgia's looking at 31-24 with the ball in fourth quarter. Like, that's an entirely different ball game. And so I do think that that is the key to, um, uh, excuse me, to uh, Alabama winning the game. Uh, Georgia, I don't know that, I, I don't know that they, Alabama hasn't shown that they have a proclivity towards taking the kinds of risks that necessarily are conducive to those plays. And so I, I don't think there'll be a point where Alabama is down big. Again, if they lose, it's going to be a close game. So I don't think there's any reason for Bryce Young to press. If you look in the, uh, playoff game, the touchdown that he threw, or excuse me, the interception that he threw was middle of the field was, he just kind of heaved it. It was third and long, I believe. And so I, I don't know that he's going to be in those negative situations. Again, that didn't ultimately matter. Um, and I don't, Gary, I, I throw those out in my models. If a defense returns an interception, I stop the play where the interception is. And I give the offense or the defense credit for having possession at that yard line. I do not give them the credit because it's so hard. hard to forecast you know the angle of where the guy catches where the defenders are how hard the quarterback tries if he pulls a Lamar Jackson and decides to, to to save his body and not take a stupid risk and make a dumb tackle so all of that is really hard to kind of project um I think if you're betting this you're betting that Alabama can take advantage of Stetson Bennett because he's in a negative game script looking at third downs looking at Stetson Bennett's EPA on third downs which is 84th in the nation despite his EPA on first and second downs is first in the nation if Alabama can get Georgia into third and long Maybe you like this bet, um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, the, these are, again, these are things I abstract away from in my model because they're so fluky and, and hard to predict. So I don't know that I, I don't know that I would play this. The fact that you said fluky and hard to predict is, is why I feel like it maybe should be more than plus 160. Uh, so, yeah, I would probably stay away from that as well. So uh, before we get out of here, of course, we've already gone an hour and we could sit and talk about this for probably three more hours. But, uh, but there are several races, of course, the race to 10 points, the race to 15 points, et cetera, et cetera. Georgia is favored in all of these, uh, all the way up to the race to 40 points. Kyle, are there any of these that, that you see any kind of value on? Uh, the race to 25 is Georgia plus 110. Uh, the race to 20 is Georgia minus 120. Uh, Alabama, even money on that one. Do you, uh, do you see anything with those that you feel like you might have an idea uh, one way or the other? You know, um, based on some of the other bets that I'm making, I don't think I'll bet this personally. Uh, you know, I think I like the first half over better and some of these props better. Um, you know, no, I'm not going to bet something like race to 40 or race to 35 here, even even if we think there's going to be a high scoring first first half. Um, I think I would lean the most toward the race to the 20, uh, Georgia minus 120. If you like Georgia, maybe race to 20 at minus 120 you like. Uh, like I said, I just very slightly lean toward Georgia to win this game. I don't want to lay three points. And, uh, you know, we, I think we will see this, Gary, bounce back and forth between that two and a half extra juice and three uh, quite a bit here before the kickoff. I mean, we still have quite a few hours here before the kickoff. And this thing will move plenty of times. Um, it's not going to leave two and a half or three. So, um, and no, in short, no, I'm, I don't really love any of these race to 20 or 25. Uh, Parker, how about you? You, uh, you see, a I got to, I got to do this one here. Yeah. All I got to right. do this one here. Um, one <laughs> sports illustrated Ross Dallinger tweeted this the other day, uh, Georgia and Alabama have played 240 of minutes of football in their last four meetings. Georgia has either led or been tied for 171 of those minutes. That's 71% of the time. And they're zero and four. Give me. <laughs> Georgia race to 20. Uh, I, I like that. I think there's I think there's value there. And give me Alabama race to 40 at plus 600. That, that's the bet right there. That's it. Georgia gets to 21st. Alabama gets to 41st. I like it. I like it. You think uh, Alabama yeah. will get to 40? I mean, 30, well, 35 is plus 375 for Alabama. So, I mean, that's probably that's probably the more responsible thing to do. Just 40 at 600 is very enticing. Yeah, yeah 600 sounds very enticing right like that's yeah. <laughs> that's bananas i i forgot to mention when uh well maybe i didn't i don't remember did i bring up stetson bennett rushing yards 
No, we laughed at his interceptions for a long time, but I don't think we got to his <laughs> rushing. Yards. Stetson Bennett. So I, I took the under 18 and a half rushing last night. It's down to 17 and a half. Uh, I still like it at 17 and a half. I like the under there. It's juiced at minus 115. I took under 18 and a half at minus 105. He had seven rushes for 11 yards in the first meeting. I do think that there are a lot of NFL fans that will tune into the college football playoff. They want to do some prop bets, et cetera, et cetera. The college game is different. Let's go ahead and explain that. The college game is different because the sacks count against your rushing total, right? So his seven rushes for 11 yards in the first one, he had more yards from scrimmage rushing the football, but he was also sacked multiple times. I fully expect Alabama to get after him. Again, Alabama's number two in the country in tackles for loss. They're number three in sacks. Uh, Will Anderson is almost unguardable. Like, you cannot block this guy. So there's going to, in Dallas Turner, much the same way, they they have different guys that they can let get after the ball. Uh, Drew Sanders, another one. Uh, Parker, do you feel like under 17 and a half is, uh, is maybe a bit of a value play? Maybe because the sacks will count. I, I wonder. I um, talking to uh, my my friend uh, Clark, who does SEC Statcat. He made he made a good point to me this weekend about Georgia trying to use multiple tight ends to spread out the formation and kind of no like negate what Will Anderson can do and say, man, you're gonna have to run a really far away and maybe we get the ball out quicker on passes. And so with those tight ends kind of spread out the formation, maybe they'll be able to to kind of minimize tackles. I, I, man. Bennett has just not done – he has 21 total first downs on, what, like 46 rushing attempts, including scrambles this season. Like, that's – a lot of quarterbacks get a lot of first downs on scrambles because it's like third and long and everybody's down and they, you know, they make up for it in value there. But um, I I would be – I think I would bet this more if it was like the total – or the, so the one below it. Uh, I don't love the value at minus 115 on either of those. Um, but if it was total passing and total rushing, I think I'd feel a little bit more comfortable because that kind of lets you marry the game script of, well, he's getting sacked a lot. Um, I, that means they're being aggressive in passing. And so his passing total might be higher. Uh, and yeah, so so I like the I like coupling those two. But on its own, I don't think I'll bet Stetson Bennett rushing. Also, I, I you know, it's not like quarterbacks have have just murdered Alabama's defense in terms of rushing or scrambling ability. Like KJ Jefferson did okay. Um, but Stetson Bennett is not KJ Jefferson in terms of his ability <laughs> to scramble. I, I look, I mean, I feel like I'm, this is football for third graders here, but it, you just got to think about things like that. Like the style of Stetson Bennett, there is no marginal value for Georgia in getting Stetson Bennett rushing yards. Um, if that happens, it's bad things are going on. And so you'd want to couple that with the passing yards, I think just because that's going to favor your game script a little bit more. That makes sense. Against Michigan, Stetson Bennett had three rushes for 32 yards. That's 10.67 a clip. Against Alabama, it was seven rushes for 11 yards. Uh, yeah, it kind of changes. that. He doesn't exactly run the ball a ton. Against Auburn, he had six for 41. Uh, against Kentucky, three for 22. Florida, six for 35. He, he had games where he was able to get out of the pocket and go and pick up some yards. But uh, for the most part, that offensive line has held up pretty well, and they have not given up a ton of sacks uh, against Alabama. They did give up a few here and there, but uh, but some of that might have been Stetson holding on to the ball a little too long, et cetera. He might get it out quicker this time. Uh, you know, we, there could be trips. There could be all kind of different things that that he can use as quick passes to get rid of the ball as opposed to taking a sack. So I could understand where there wouldn't be a ton of value on that. Uh, Kyle, do you see anything else? I mean, we, we've gone an hour. We uh, We may as well wrap this thing up, but – Parker, Kyle, either one of you, are there any that we haven't gone over that uh, you think maybe we should hit? I, I have a quick one. Um, you know, we, we've talked about him being a big play guy quite a bit, but I'm kind of curious. Uh, Brock Bowers, we didn't specifically say. Um, I think the some of these props were added as we were talking, which I think is kind of fun. You know, they're oh, adding yeah. more as we're talking, and here we are refreshing and just seeing more and more. I think that's made this kind of fun. Um, but over or under 70 and a half receiving yards versus over or under four and a half receptions. So if you like Brock Bowers to be targeted quite a bit here, I'm kind of curious, uh, you know, which do you like better? Because I lean toward over on these, but which which is a better bet here if you like over over four and a half receptions or over 70 and a half receiving yards? I like over four and a half receptions. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, it, yeah. I think that's the, 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 the value is better there too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, he Bowers is the safety net, especially when they get down. 
uh, that is the one guy that Stetson Bennett has shown, hey, this is my guy. This is who I'm going to go after. Uh, if you look at the receptions on the season, Bowers has 52 receptions. The next closest guy, Lad McConkey, has 30. You know, after that, you've got uh, Jermaine Burton with 24, uh, Adnay Mitchell with 27, James Cook with 25. But like Brock Bowers is the guy. And and if you look in the last, uh, let's see, let's go by game log here. Uh, if you look at that, he's had five against Michigan. He had 10 against Alabama in the last one, uh, three against Georgia Tech. Like once they get up, they don't really use him that much. But, you know, he had five against South Carolina. He got five against Kentucky. I mean, four against Charleston Southern. He's he's the safety net. And I think that in this game against Alabama's defense, uh, especially in the middle of the field, I think that's the way that they will more than likely go. So I do like over four and a half receptions there. Uh, hey, another one that popped up, a uh, anytime touchdown scorer, Slade Bolden is plus 175. I got I to make a bet when we get down here. <laughs> <laughs> so along with that, uh, Jaleel Billingsley is plus 325. Cameron Latu is plus 350. Uh, I might just play both of those and see which one hits. So we'll, or maybe it'll be both. Who knows? I might play Slade, too. I might play everybody on the board. I don't know. I just want a ton of points tonight. I think that'll be entertaining. So there's uh, uh, Gary. Can I say one thing about can I yeah. say one thing about Bowers? Just you can also look at the defenses that were good that Georgia played based on like you can identify them based on how many targets Brock Bowers had Clemson yeah. six, South Carolina, eight, uh, Alabama, 15, Michigan, five, yeah. uh, Kentucky six was the other one. Other than that, he's, you know, he hit four one time and then Charleston Southern, that doesn't matter. Obviously they're working on stuff there, but, uh, outside of that, he hit four just one time. And it's like, yeah, if they're playing a good defense, they're going to go to Brock. If they don't need to, he's, they don't. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a good, the, the over receptions there is a really nice bet. Um, Javon Baker, uh, going back to this uh, anytime touchdown score, I just noticed Javon Baker for Alabama, uh, he's from Georgia. He is somebody that Saban has actually brought up in press conferences this week. Uh, might be somebody to pay attention to. Uh, obviously, every now and then, you have somebody that hasn't played all year that could show up in a game like this. Uh, Saban's done it in the past. Along with that, Darnell Washington from Georgia right underneath at plus 1,000. Both of those at plus 1,000. Darnell Washington scored a touchdown in the first SEC championship game. Uh, I mean, plus 1,000 sounds like pretty decent money because Darnell Washington is six foot seven. Like, there's nobody that can guard this guy. <laughs> so, uh, we'll see. I mean, he's a he's a fascinating tight end. Kenny McIntosh for Georgia at plus 450. Kyle, uh, do you have that pulled up? Do you, are you able to see some of those lines there? You yeah. You that's interesting. Yeah, I'm going to take Bryce Young plus 350 here. I was looking dead at it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, as I was scrolling through, I stopped on that one. I think I think 350 is a good price there because um, I very, very good scrambling ability. Um, I could definitely see him run one in close to the end zone there. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he's going to get some huge 50-yard touchdown or anything running, but, you know, Bama would be wise, I think, to have him run a little bit um, to keep Georgia off guard. So I, I like Bryce Young. I, I don't I don't hate either of those plus 1,000s either. And Gary, when you take a plus 1,000, I mean, you don't have to put hardly anything on it for, to, for it to pay off pretty nicely. Those pizza exactly. money bets can be pretty good there. <laughs> You've got that right. Uh, multiple touchdown score popped up. Uh, I mean, everything is plus money, of course, but Jamison Williams plus 325, Brian Robinson plus 375, Brock Bowers plus 400. I... I don't know that there's a ton of value with a multiple touchdown score because of the way that these two offenses spread the ball around, right? You look in that first matchup, uh, just looking at the box score, Alabama had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different guys uh, with touchdown or with uh, uh, receptions in the game. Jamison Williams did have two touchdowns, but I mean, they got three different guys that run the ball. Uh, Georgia's got five different guys that ran the ball in the first game. They had even more. I mean, they had 10 guys that caught passes in the first game. I mean, that's I I, I don't know that I would bet a multiple touchdown score. Uh, you see any value with that, Kyle? I I don't. I'm not going to bet this one. I think if I did, I might uh, maybe Bowers plus 400, but I don't even love that one. Um, you know, I like the anytime touchdown score. Several of those guys more than I like anybody on the multiple touchdown. We'll say it that way. 
most certainly. Parker, uh, you got any any more before we head out of here? No, we hit uh, all mine on the list, and then I made a note of a couple others that I'm going to go, you know, <laughs> see if I can turn pizza money into rent this uh, this evening. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> turn pizza money into rent. I like that. All right. That's our new show tagline. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, if you missed it last week, of course, we went over the game in detail on Wednesday. Uh, we will be back again this next Wednesday. Of course, uh, we're not going to go through our full recap. You can go back and watch the show and whatnot. We hit on a ton of different things if you would like our opinion on these different props. Uh, if there are more that pop up, etc., you can always reach out to us on Twitter. You can always reach out to us in the comments of this YouTube video. So go ahead and make sure that you do that. Uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel if you would, and hit that notification bell. It's going to let you know when we go live, and I'll go ahead and tell you. We'll be back again on Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, right here, same time, same place as usual. Uh, every Wednesday going forward, etc. we will be knocking out some off-season content, etc. talking about the season that was, the playoff champions, etc. for next season because the odds come out right after the game. Uh, we will have a lot to talk about on Wednesday's show. So make sure that you stick around, that you are subscribed, and that you jump in. We certainly appreciate everybody that hopped in the chat today. P. Matt, Xavier, Steven, uh, Eric, Jimmy, etc. You guys are awesome for jumping in. We, uh, we certainly appreciate it. Make sure that you head over to BetUS.com. BetUS is where the game begins. Premier Sportsbook, tons of bonuses, tons of deals right now. Type it in your browser, BetUS.com. Make sure that you get signed up in time for tonight's game. Again, tons of different action for tonight's game. A lot of prop bets, a lot of things that you can bet on. And we've got the NFL season coming up. Uh, we did want to send out our uh, our thoughts are with the BetUS NHL show after the passing of Brian Blessing. Uh, hate to hear that, of course. And I, the NHL show will continue on. But, uh, but man, that was, uh, that was a rough one to hear over the weekend. So our thoughts and prayers are with those guys as well. We are going to get out of here. Yeah, hopefully you all have a wonderful CFP national title game viewing experience, but we will see you all again on Wednesday for BetUS. We'll see you later on this week.